come to kindergarten class. The Developmentally Appropriate Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to Kindergarten Kiosk. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Kathy. Today we're going to talk about one of my favorite parts of the kindergarten classroom, dramatic play. And we're going to talk about all of its benefits and how mom sets it up in her classroom. Huh, mom? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So should we talk about some of the benefits of having a dramatic play area in your classroom? So dramatic play is so important because it stimulates the child's mind and it promotes all of their intellectual development. A great way for a child to expand experiences is through reenacting events. And so I like to have a playhouse that kids can act out things that we're learning about in the curriculum or a book we've read that they can um, act out the story elements of the book. Or like today, I have my dramatic playhouse for the next couple of weeks is the Valentine Mail Station. Mm-hmm. And I have the whole wall littered with a Valentine word wall and a list of all of the students' name and the instructions that they have to write a letter. And so we've been doing letter writing practice. And I have mailman costumes that they go in and put on and they can deliver the letter when it's done. And I've really got some quality writing out of it. They really are... Um, excited about it. The only downfall, which I have to address tomorrow, is one boy got 10 Valentine letters from friends while a couple kids didn't get any. And so tomorrow I'm just going to talk to him about how to write to a new friend or to someone that hasn't got a letter yet. And it's going to be up two weeks, so I'm hoping that um, that can resolve itself. even out over time. Yeah, because one purpose of the dramatic play is for kids to learn social rules and roles Mm -hmm. and offer them time to, you know, learn how to share and take turn and And cooperate through social situations. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is a social situation that I'm going to present to him tomorrow. And so I'm going to see kind of some ideas that they come up with that they can do to resolve it if maybe we should do it make a checklist in the playhouse that if somebody writes a letter to someone then um, we put a check by that kid's name or something and so they look for someone without a check mark I don't know I'm gonna leave it up to the kids to solve the problem I'm you know I'm gonna guide them but so Vygotsky was the one who said that children perform at higher levels when they're playing, right? That's a or that's mm-hmm. not Piaget, that's Vygotsky, right? That's Vygotsky. So do you Vygotsky is definitely my favorite. <laughs> so do you find that like when they're writing letters, do you find that they do better at their writing when they're pretending they're in a post office than at other times when it's more academic writing? Oh, yeah, because they're using all of the skills that we've been learning in um, our writing sec- section of the day. and But now it has meaning and authenticity and purpose. And so, yeah, they're working at a higher level in their writing. I looked at a couple of their letters, and they're really good. One little girl wrote, um, Susie, I really like to play with you because you are so funny. <laughs> you know, that was a really cute... Um, authentic sentence. Authentic 
sentence and she didn't care how it was spelled at all. She did a great job of sounding it out, but she just wanted to get her point across. And so, you know, she was able to take the risk really easily. So what are some other benefits of the Dramatic Play Center? Well, another thing is it really encourages kids to use their imagination and be creative because there aren't any limits when you go inside the playhouse. Mm -hmm. You have kind of a defined theme or role or purpose that the teacher set up. But once the kids go in there, the rules are going to be theirs. They're the ones who are creative and learn how to solve the problems that are going to go on. And each group that goes in there it's going to be a whole different scenario and a whole different problem. <laughs> and one thing that it really does, and this kind of relates to the writing letters, is the Playhouse is a place where the kids can really learn how to have empathy for each other and cooperate. So, for example, one of my Playhouses, and probably a Playhouse for many people, is a grocery store. Mm -hmm. And everyone wants to be the cashier. You know, a couple people want to be the shoppers, but most everyone wants to be the cashier because they get to play at the cash <laughs> register. <laughs> and so, you know, listening to the kids problem solve and have empathy for each other to give each other turns with that, I think is really speaks highly of how children are able to solve problems through play. Another thing is children are really able to develop their language and um, I have a couple ELL kids, and to listen to them talking in the Playhouse is really fun because, again, it's a place where they can go and feel like they can talk in a risk-free mm -hmm. environment where they're just trying to communicate and get their thoughts across. Mm -hmm. And kids are more empathetic to them, and, and I've heard kids teaching them English words in the Playhouse. So I just found a quote by Vygotsky Mom. My hero. Out of the blue. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> maybe I just maybe, sent you a maybe text Maybe you just message. sent it to me. But it says, <laughs> play contains in a concentrated form, as in the focus of a magnifying glass, all developmental tendencies. It is as if the child tries to jump above his usual level. In play, the child is always behaving beyond. I love <laughs> That's that. That's a good quote. And you watch kids, and it's really true. I have a, a child that he's really low academically, but when it's free time, I watch him run to, uh, I've got a, a few STEM boxes in my mm -hmm. room. And one of the STEM boxes is set up that they can build the house and the furniture for the three bears. Mm -hmm. And he just runs to that. And I just watch him playing and work, watch him working at a very sophisticated mm -hmm. level, trying to make those chairs hold the weight of the little bear. Mm -hmm. And so it's true. Kids are working at a way higher level than we give them credit for, and certainly a higher level than a worksheet <laughs> could ever bring out of a child. So do you have any other benefits of play you want to tell us about? You know, one benefit of a playhouse or a dramatic play area is you're just allowing the children a chance at childhood. You're allowing them the chance to learn how to play and interact with each other in a cooperative manner. We have a real academic world of kindergarten, and we're, we're really taking 
the true meaning of childhood from children. We need to give them their... It makes me sad because all I remember doing as a kindergartner was playing. <laughs> play, 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 Did nap, you have a nap time? Snack. Oh, yeah. I've told you my story of our nap, my nap time, no, what's right? What's the story about your kindergarten nap We had time? to bring our own mats for nap time. And I had a cousin that was in my kindergarten class. Mm-hmm. And his family were too poor to buy a mat. Mm-hmm. And so for some reason... The kindergarten teacher made me share my mat because <laughs> he was, he was my your cousin. cousin. <laughs> and he laid and took it, made a fist and hit me on top of the head every <laughs> nap time, all nap time. His name was Michael. And they moved back to California mid-kindergarten year. I was never so happy in my life because then I could really nap. You probably had lots time. of cousins. No? Well, you know, yes. I have lots of cousins, but they're all lots older than <laughs> me. <laughs> this particular family was a second cousin. It was my mom's niece's <laughs> child. <laughs> my my cousin closest to me in age is 10 years older than me. Because your mom is the youngest of... My mom's the youngest 12. of 12, and, and my dad's the youngest, and... Your dad's not the youngest of his second family. Listen to all this genealogy people are going to learn about you. <laughs> well, my mom's the youngest of 12. And you're... But my dad is the youngest of his first family of five. But then his dad got remarried and had like 12 other children. And then and your then dad was adopted my dad was by his aunt by uncle, his aunt. And he was the and oldest had of them. five siblings. So I did have some cousins that were my age in that hodgepodge of a family. (laughs) And for a genealogy note, my dad was a twin and he had three sets of twin sisters. Do you want everybody (laughs) to know all this genealogy about you? Yes, because I wanted you to have twins and you've let me down. (laughs) (laughs) So when I set up my playhouse... I like to rotate it. I always begin the well, year tell, with... Well, tell us how you set up the norms and the procedures for your playhouse first. How do you get your playhouse working well? How do you keep them from being crazy in your playhouse? Your kids are always so well-behaved in your playhouse. <laughs> well, tis not true. <laughs> well, I begin the year with it just as a playhouse playhouse. Mm-hmm. And... What I do is I got I'm I just listen to my students and when I hear inappropriate play like in the grocery store or the restaurant when people start robbing it <laughs> then I take it down and change to a new playhouse. So I think the trick you know is that to always if they start change to it. rob it then they're tired of it. Yeah, they're tired of it. And you it's not saying you can't bring the grocery store back later mm-hmm. in the year. I've I've done that and it's all new to them again. It's just listen to the kids. They'll tell you when they're finished mm-hmm. with it. And they do. They just start acting silly in it because you know, it's old because news now. Because they played with it the the regular way and now they need to find a new way to play with it. <laughs> yes, they're just being creative. We already bought everything in this store. What should we do now? <laughs> Let's rob it. <laughs> <laughs> And so I try to change my playoffs about every two weeks. 
And so then I change it to Mrs. Wishy-Washy's Farmhouse, which just kind of gives that same playhouse. The only thing I do is I just add a poster, Mrs. Wishy-Washy, and a few animal costumes. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't take real ornate things to make the playhouse fun. And then I, the next thing I like to do is a fire station because it, it brings the boys right <laughs> in. You know, they've, they've kind of liked the playhouse a little bit. But, you know, they're kind of macho. And then they come in one day and it's a fire station and their whole demeanor change changes. And, and really, anything I do after the fire station at that point, the boys are sold. They love the playhouse no matter what it is. So I think it's really important to do that fire station really early on in the year. Because and the kids who are interested in the domestic stuff need to know that it's a space for them, too. Yeah, they do. They need to know that. Hey, wait a minute. There's there hope. Are other it's things not just going to be act out. cooking and baking in a kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a vet office and the Three Bear Cottage and a grocery store. Um, Santa's Workshop is one of my favorites. Just putting blocks and toy tools and things in there is fun for the kids. And and then I have Mrs. Santa's Christmas Kitchen, which I really. What? What do you like, put out I, for them for Mrs. Sam? I just have kitchen? a whole bunch of toy cupcakes and toy candies. They're all Melissa and mm-hmm. Doug things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and some aprons and a Santa Claus costume. Mm-hmm. Because all, and an elf costume. So the little girls in there, they're running and getting on the aprons and the little hat, the little hats to be the mm-hmm. cooks. And <laughs> I've got little Mrs. Claus bonnet, you know, mm-hmm. those bonnets yes, <laughs> and so they're in there and they're all baking their little cupcakes and the boys are always um santa and they're oh i have a reindeer costume in there too <laughs> so the boys are always santa and the reindeer or the elf and and it's a really fun one i like that one and i a rocket ship is one of my very tell very everybody favorites. how you set up your rocket ship because i like how it turns out it's fun well, With the aluminum always... foil and stuff. Oh, okay. Well, I take the playhouse and on quite a few of the playhouses, I like to change the outside appearance. And the rocket ship is a great one. I cover the whole front of the playhouse with aluminum foil. And it just is so fun because the kids come in and there is this aluminum foil covered house with the American flag mm-hmm. on top and... And then I put a couple pictures of astronauts on the front and and lots of posters. I have lots of posters that I litter the walls with of and um, word wall words and things like that. And then I have some astronaut costumes that I got lots of years ago from Lakeshore and, and um, a telescope and a periscope and a steering wheel and tubes for them to breathe in while they're in there and lots of lots of just toys that I've accumulated uh, along the way but it's lots of fun they love it and and then right adjacent to that I have the science center the science center set up as the moon and so in the sensory table I have um, sand with moon toys lunar landing toys and astronaut toys and then the counter is all information about the moon so it's kind of fun for them to be uh, adjacent to each other and 
a library is an easy one to set up because you just put in books and the kids love it being a library. And I do that a lot at Cat in the Hat time. <coughs> the Three Pigs Cottage is lots of fun and a fairy tale castle. All kids love that one with knight costumes and princess costumes and a dragon costume. Sometimes you don't really need any other things besides just the playhouse and the costumes and you know, a couple little props and their imagination to get them going. Will fill in the rest. Mm -hmm. To set it up like a schoolhouse is a lot of what fun. What do you do for that? And have a teacher costume. <laughs> What's your teacher costume? Uh, an apron. <laughs> what of? And glasses. An apron and glasses. That's uh -huh. my teacher costume. And I just ha put in like a mini easel and whiteboards and, you know, books. And the kids have a lot of fun with that one. A dinosaur museum is a lot of fun. And the, the way I got my dinosaur museum going the very first time I did dinosaur museum is I just invited kids to bring stuff to the dinosaur museum. Mm -hmm. And so I set the whole museum up with kids' stuff mm -hmm. of dinosaur stuff. And that was lots of fun. And then, you know, I've added, and now I have my own dinosaur museum. A zoo is really fun. A science what lab. What do you do for the zoo? The zoo, I have lots of zoo animals and blocks. Like stuffed and animals some or plast little plastic animals? No, plastic animals. And then I have a costume for everything. <laughs> yes, you Every do. Every one of my playhouses has yes, a costume. And I have those um, jackets and those safari helmets and binoculars mm -hmm. in there that they have lots of fun. And one of one, um, and one of the things that I really like to do at the end is have a dollar mm -hmm. store. And so I just really put junk in there that I want to get rid of at the end of the year. <laughs> you know, the stuff you haul down to the teacher uh -huh. counter as a giveaway. Yeah, I just fill up my thing with junk. And then I give all the kids a plastic sack and a couple pretend dollars and, and tell them that, that they can search around and look at all the stuff. And then when the center moves, they can take three items home mm -hmm. with them from the dollar mm -hmm. store. It's a lot of fun, and you do get rid of a lot of your junk. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I set up a new playhouse, I always have it up in the morning as a viewing station, and the kids can view it. They can look at it or peek through the door or peek through the window, and that kind of builds a lot of excitement, and it's fun to listen to them talk to each other about what is, what's in there and maybe what they're going to play when they get in there. And I found that probably one of the best management techniques is to always assign them a task the very first day that they go in that um, Like what, what for, what's a task you've given before? So for example, um, choose one. The spaceship. The spaceship. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I would do on the very first day of the spaceship is I would tell the kids that the ship is blasting into space and they need to take this clipboard in with them and record how many stars that they see. And so they go in there and they start counting stars and recording and writing the number. It takes like three minutes for them to count all the stars and but write the number. But it gives them a jumping off point of yeah. getting them yeah, going. Yeah, it just gives them a task so that, because sometimes they just go in there and they're like, ah, they're so excited. But if they have a little tiny task that I've given them, to go in there, then, then it seems to control the chaos. But like I said, I don't. I I 
I kind of want it to be controlled chaos because all the things that a child learns in the dramatic play station is without inter adult intervention. You know, sometimes we need to give kids credit and let them create and experience and solve problems without stepping let in. Let them build their own learning a little bit sometimes. What's that called? Constructivism? Constructivism. Constructive. Who's that guy? Constructivist. The, Erickson. Eric's, is that the constructivist philosophy? Look at us being all like educational foundations. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> if you're studying for your praxis right now, remember Vygotsky, Piaget, and Erickson. And if you don't know what to write on your essay portion, just throw those names in. You'll be fine. <laughs> uh, you know, that honestly is true. <laughs> on the praxis, well, you got, which praxis was it? You got a certificate. I got a certificate for like, getting, getting the top score on the praxis. And it was because whenever I got to an essay portion, I was just like, and Vygotsky says... And Piaget says, so everyone, that's my tip, how to get a certificate for the praxis. Just yeah, and I got one in the general knowledge <laughs> portion, of, portion of all crazy things. I got a certificate for the writing portion that I got a perfect score. You got score. a perfect score? I got oh, a perfect score on the writing portion. I'm like, because I just wrote about... Vygotsky and Erickson. And, <laughs> and I wrote with the, you know, you write an introduction paragraph, <laughs> the thesis sentence with three points, each the paragraph, three, three paragraphs, and, one for each point, and then you say, yeah, there you go. Yeah, Perfect that's all score. I did. I'm like, go okay. you. <laughs> oh, another thing that the Playhouse offers is a lot of math opportunities. Why don't you tell us about some of the math that can go on in the Playhouse? Well, one thing that I did once was during the Dinosaur Museum, I buried a bunch of pattern blocks in some sand and told them they had to dig for the dinosaur bones, meaning the pattern blocks, and then they had to pull them out and uh, compose a dinosaur out of the bones. These are my quotation mark fingers. No one can see. <laughs> Um, so that was fun. That's composing and decomposing shapes. And then you can do things like your Valentine's one. They can match letters and count letters and compare amounts of letters. Things like that. And whenever you have a store, you're always exposing them to money, which they may have never actually seen in real life. <laughs> it's true. They love the cash registers, that's mm -hmm. for sure. One of the my favorite things, and I think I already talked about it, was I love to set it up um, for story elements mm -hmm. and comprehension. Mm -hmm. And like I mentioned already, the Three Bear Cottage is one that I like to do. The Little Red Hen is another fun one. This, so the kids can actually go in and act it out. And so on the front of the playhouse, I make a sign that says, Choose Your Character. And I have a picture that correlates with the costumes that's in there. And they can choose which character they're going to be when they go in. And so, and then they can act out the story. Now, they have to problem solve, like on the three bears. It might, they might not have a girl in their group. And one group was so creative with that, they 
they had a character named Golden Boy. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so cute that they were in there figuring that out. Because I really always try one when it's the Three Bear Cottage to make sure there's one girl in a group. But for some reason, I wasn't paying enough t- attention. And I did have a group of four boys. And then I was glad I did because they, they were the in there with Goldie Boy. Goldie Boy and the Three Bears. <laughs> Goldie Boy and the Three Bears. And, and sometimes, like if they're fighting over being the mama, they end up having three mamas and an invisible Goldilocks. Because <laughs> why not? Because why, why not? not? So now, how to get a dramatic play center in your room if you don't already have one. That is, that's a good thing to talk about. How do you do that? Well, when I was student teaching, and I was in early childhood um, major, and so all of my experiences had been in um, schools that were set up, like lab mm-hmm. schools. Like when I was at BYU, I taught at the St. Francis Lab mm-hmm. School, and it had everything you'd ever want. And so then when I went into the public school to do student teaching, I'm like, oh, wait a minute, they don't have a playhouse. (laughs) And so what I did was I went and got milk crates Mm -hmm. down in the um, kitchen. I borrowed about 10 milk crates. And then I tied them together with strings to make a Mm -hmm. wall. And that's all I had. I just had that wall of milk crates. And then I, she did have some playhouse furniture. So I set up the playhouse furniture like that. So there's a lot of things that you can do. I... Um, had a friend that didn't have a playhouse in hers and so she just got cardboard and made a cardboard wall and it really you don't really need all four walls at all because if it's by the back wall of course the most you'd need is well you don't need any walls walls. really you just need a space you really don't you just need a space but kids seem to do better if there's at least one wall it just helps the imagination of feeling the space it helps the imagination yeah to fill the space helps the imagination so i would suggest to figure out how to make one wall even if it's a big cardboard box your space (laughs) yes So I would just say if you don't have a dramatic play area in your classroom, I'd suggest to to get one going. And the best place to find supplies is put out an email to parents of things that they might be getting rid of. Go to the thrift stores, go to flea markets, go to estate and garage sales. That's kind of how I got mine going. And don't worry about um, starting with a million different centers. Like the veterinarian center. Mm -hmm. When we got that going, didn't you just ask for any old stuffed animals? Yeah, and... we asked for old stuffed animals and old syringes from, you know, how whenever you get an antibiotic for a baby, they, you always get a new syringe. And just ban- old bandages and things like that. We got a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, you, you do. Parents, parents are really pretty generous at giving stuff like that because usually it's stuff they have laying around and face it who does who would want to get rid of a couple stuffed animals yeah they are heal heal this stuffed animal in your playhouse (laughs) well we hope this has given you some ideas to get some dramatic play going in your classroom if you want to learn more about us, you can visit us at kindergartenkiosk.com or write to us at kindergartenkiosk at gmail.com. And we love it when we get suggestions of things to talk about. 
Yes, we love to get suggestions, so please email us and give us ideas that you would like to hear um, us talk about. Thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye. Kindergarten Kiosk is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, a network of podcasts for educators by educators. For more information, visit edupodcastnetwork.com. That's E-D-U podcastnetwork.com. Now can I listen to it?